Welcome to the Experience Life Podcast, where we are learning to escape our comfort zone and get out of our own way from holding ourselves back from the lives we know we are made for. My name is Sarah, and I'm a mom who is infatuated with personal growth. Join me on this journey to experience life through all of life's experiences. Welcome to the first full episode of Experience Life. Today, we're going to talk all about fear and how to learn to take control of your fear instead of allowing it to control your life because this is your life. So you're going to hop in that driver's seat and take the steering wheel. So I want to share a bit of wisdom with you that I've learned about fear and how you too can apply it to your own life and choose to do it anyways, whatever that looks like for you. First, I want to share this quick story with you while this is fresh in my mind. So I had completed all of the steps necessary to releasing this very podcast, and I had invested so much time and energy into doing so, and I had already talked myself off the ledge of quitting during the last few weeks of my course because my fear took over and told me I couldn't handle the technical side of podcasting. I reformatted the content for my trailer episode a dozen times, and I tried to record and edit it a dozen times completely allowing my perfectionist self to take over until I finally recognized what I was doing and intercepted my own thinking. And I told myself, Sarah, this is never going to be perfect enough for you to say it's perfect because there is no perfect. And you know this, and I will never erase fear, but I will take the wheel now. Thank you. You see, perfectionism is a way that fear presents itself and it shows up causing you to stall and attempt perfectionism. You have to outsmart your fear. So I recorded and published that first trailer podcast without one single edit to the recording. That's right. I decided despite what I had learned from my superiors teaching me about editing that I was going to do this my way and I was going to be completely transparent. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear my voice the way that it is. Hear my enthusiasm and the sincerity behind my speaking. And if you hear the occasional child or dog in the background, well, that's how you know I'm real. I'm a real person with real problems in the same world just like you. And I don't know about you, but I don't believe fake. When I see fake content on social media and people only sharing what is perfectly curated, newsflash, they're not real. I'm sorry, but this is not their real life that you're seeing. They are hiding the real story because of fear. I'm not going to hide the real story from you. Although it makes me afraid sometimes to share the real story and the real truth because let's be honest, it's messy sometimes, but I will always be real with you because I want you to be the real you. And that's how we as humans are truly comfortable in our own skin, is being authentic. So I finished recording that episode and I didn't publish it. I don't know what I was waiting for, truly. I said I was going to take the long weekend off and enjoy my daughter's 13th birthday with her and then launch it on Tuesday. Over the weekend, my daughter turned 13. And for her birthday, we gave her the tickets to the longest zip line in the U.S., something she had been wanting to do for quite some time now, and she had been so scared to do so. She went that day with my husband, and she almost backed out because her fear took over, but she did it anyway. And when she came home, this is what she said to me. Mom, I was so afraid. I didn't even want to push off that platform. Then once I took the step, 
pushed off and started moving, I didn't even think about it. Then I thought, I want to do it again. After this conversation, I opened my computer and hit finish because here I was about to tell my daughter to see the beauty and how once she was brave enough to do it anyways, through the fear, she was able to experience something beautiful. She reminded me of what I already knew. She applied it to her life and I applied it to mine. You see, you've been living with fear your whole life, whether you realize it or not, because Every single thing you do in your life, every day, you did it for the first time at one point in your life, right? Stop and think about that. Think about every single move you make and how it started somewhere, beginning with breathing. You started breathing for the first time when you were born. You were scared to begin. You just don't remember it. You were scared to begin walking, talking, and even eating. You just don't remember it. Ask your mother, father, or whoever was there for that. I'm sure they remember it, and they were scared too. Scared is actually just a reaction to your body signaling fear. You'll need to learn to dissect your fear when fear shows up, and it will show up for the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean you miss out on your life because of fear. Now, obviously, fear is there for a reason, and it keeps us alive in some cases. And rather than explain this whole thing myself, I want to share with you the first paragraph from one of my favorite books, Fear is My Homeboy by Judy Holler. And if you haven't read this book, go buy it right now. It's available literally everywhere books are sold. In the first paragraph of the introduction portion of Judy's book, she writes, I'd like to start a fear movement with you. One where we redefine what it means to be afraid and flip the script on how fear shows up in our lives. The world is telling us to be fearless, yet their definition of fearless is not realistic. If you were truly fearless, you would put yourself into really dangerous situations and could end up physically hurt or worse. You'd walk into traffic or walk alone down an alley at night or never go to the doctor. If you were truly fearless, you'd end up in more dangerous situations than you'd ever want to encounter. Fear shows up to keep you in one piece. Fear is your friend, your best friend, your business partner, and your homeboy. Why would you want to get rid of something that can keep us safe, be an incredible compass in our lives, shake us, wake us, and remind us that we are very much alive? In order to see fear as your best friend, however, you will have to rethink how you think about fear. You will stop chasing being fearless and start welcoming your fear to your life party by making space for your fear, tons and tons of space. This mindset shift will allow you to be fearless and start living more fearfully. You'll realize that you will never be able to outrun or get rid of your fear, but you can befriend it. You can get really good at doing things, even while feeling afraid. Making fear your homeboy is this idea that when you aren't afraid to welcome fear into your house and are grateful for it, you can stand up to it when you need to and move forward courageously. Did you hear that? I have reread this part so many times. I love to highlight and go back to books, like their Bible, a survival guide. She said, fearless is not realistic. This could not be more true. You see people say this, they write it and they post it. 
They are, these are slogans for sports apparel companies that write fearless on shirts. It's false advertising. Nobody is fearless. Nobody, not one single first person lives their entire life without fear. And the last time I checked, nobody got anywhere great without having to put themselves into that feeling of, holy crap, I'm in, in, I am in uncharted waters and I am going to piss my pants. And sometimes you might piss your pants, but oh well, that's what washing machines are for, right? All those BS stories and what ifs that you're telling yourself are not serving you. They are only stopping you from leveling up. You have to have some faith and trust. Step out of your fear and into who the universe intended you to be. I had this thought today that came from a thing that we did this Labor Day with our kids. So we went to a speedway where my father-in-law is the general manager. So we were fortunate enough because of his position there that even though it is not open to spectators yet, we could safely use a utilize a golf cart and take the kids around to see the ins and outs of the entire racetrack life. We drove through the pits and saw the drivers set up with their trailers. Campers and their entire family was there supporting them for the weekend. Then we went to the watchtower and watched them strap in their cars, kiss their loved ones, and line up to follow that pace car out on the track to their laps. I could feel their energy in this moment. And I thought to myself, they're scared. Whether this is their first time or the 100th time, there is some fear present. They certainly have fear-based thoughts, and the experienced drivers know how to overcome that fear and do it anyways. But let's be real here. The new ones are most likely white-knuckling that steering wheel through every corner and pouring sweat through their helmet. But what if no one ever strapped those safety harnesses? What if they allowed their fear to stop them from getting behind the wheel of a race car? There would be no racing. All of these people that exist in this space to support their loved ones or watch for fun, the hundreds of thousands of people that work at these racetracks each year wouldn't have jobs. What if that all didn't exist because those drivers let fear tell them that strapping those harnesses and pulling out onto that track wasn't worth it? Now, fear can show up in many ways. Many times, if you look deep enough, it is there because you're afraid of failure. And with the fear of failure typically comes imposter syndrome. If you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, it is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments or talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud despite external evidence of their competence. And they do not deserve all that they have achieved. So let's break that down. This is when you are telling yourself, I'm not a runner. I can't run. What if I sign up for this 5K and then race day comes and all of the people look at me and they know that I haven't been running for years like them. They will know by my performance. I'm just not a runner. I don't have a runner's body. I can't do it. Or I'm too old to change jobs now. I'm 54 years old. Who would want to hire me at this point anyways? What do I really have to offer or bring to the table? Or like some of the lies I have told myself over the years, like nobody wants to date me. I'm divorced with two kids, a house, and three jobs. Do you think I didn't tell myself over and over that I'm not good enough to do this podcast or write this book that I'm working on? 
What do I know? Who do I think I am anyways? I'm not an author. I'm certainly not qualified to speak to people on a podcast platform. And listen, the craziest part about us telling ourselves these lies is that they come from a place of not feeling like we're enough. We are not enough to achieve our dreams. This is ludicrous. And the only way to prove that you are enough is to get yourself to the other side of doubt causing this fear. And remember that if it was only your opinion that was mattering to you, the fear would be much less. But most times we are concerned with what others are going to think and say about us and guaranteed they will say things. There will always be those negative comments out there floating around. But this is so important for you to always remember and tell yourself this as many times as you need to hear it. Someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. And there are so many reasons as to why they have these opinions of you and why they feel the way that they do about you. And we will get to that whole piece on a future episode. But remember that this is a problem within themselves and it is none of your business. And just keep on trucking one foot in front of the other every single day because the people out there not being talked about, not being judged, are not making big moves. It is when you start putting yourself out there and working past the fear that you are making yourself vulnerable for people to judge you and comment about you. Bring it on. That just tells me I'm making traction towards where I want to be and moving past that fear. And beyond fear is a place that experiencing life takes place. Your freedom lives in smashing your comfort zones. And you see, the thing about, as I say, air quotes, comfort zones, is that if you break that down, they're not all that comfy anyways. Because if you're looking for more, or you find yourself wanting more, or something is on your heart, and you're not comfortable where you are, you are just familiar with it. And the work of the process to get where you want to be seems scarier than staying where you are. You're intimidated. So you choose to stay comfortable in pain because it's familiar? Come on. Fear hates change because it loses all control in change. You waste so much time stalling, weighing the what ifs. All of those what ifs of what could go wrong. Well, what if you try flipping that script and focus on what if this worked out? What if I learned something valuable along the way. What if I can help someone struggling? What if I inspire my daughter to be a powerhouse woman? What you need to do is find a why. Why is it going to be worth a change? Worth the discomfort of the process to get where you want to go. Make sure the end goal is going to be larger than the discomfort in the long run. I have chosen to consistently focus on my biggest fear, which I chose for myself, and I remind myself of this daily. My biggest fear is to get to the end of my life and regret my life. Let me say that again. My biggest fear is to get to the end of my life and regret my life. And I know that a life of staying in my comfort zone, staying in my own lane, and staying stagnant is not a life that I can be proud of.
That is straight up easy. And easy robs you of proud every single time. Instead, I want to drive all over the road. I want to fail. I want to learn from failure. And I want to succeed. And most importantly, I want to experience this life. So at the end of my life, it is not one that I regret. So I apply this to my rationale of thinking all the time. And I weigh the options. And I decide if I will regret trying or not trying. More often than not, I do the damn thing. But what you need to remember is that you are never losing when you fail. You only learn from fear and experiences. In fact, the best growth and most valuable lessons come from learning through the things you fail at. How can we know what we are capable of, what our threshold is, unless we continue to experiment? Now, go experiment with your fear. No matter how big or small, take that very first step away from your comfort zone. You can do this. You can do hard things. Good luck, girl. We'll talk next week. Thank you so much for joining me to experience life. If you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend or tag me on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Miss Sarah Jack. That's M-S dot S-A-R-A-H underscore J-A-C. Until next time, enjoy the ride.